All Things Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Needs. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Okay, just for the record, I, I've always liked scary things, unlike CJ. I, I'm a big horror movie fan and and like ghost stories and things like that. But, you know, we're each to their own, I guess. But I grew up on a road, and there were six of us that were all within a year or less of age. Okay, see if you can follow this. All of those kids' parents were my parents' age and their parents were my grandparents' age. So when the oldest, the grandparents of these kids started building their home, when they were young, they were young, they didn't have children at the time, and they were digging the footers uh, for their homes, they actually dug up an Indian skeleton. Oh my goodness. Kind of like poltergeist, this is all true. And it had a headband and everything and lots of arrowheads and different things uh, because I live in an area that was highly populated by Native Americans at one point in time. Chief Tishomingo's campsite or home site's not too far from here. And so they got the skeleton out. They thought it was about 18 years old. They had somebody, I guess, come and look at it and it had a deformed foot. So they finished building their house and they move in the house and weird things start happening. They say, that uh, you could hear him dragging his foot down the hall. So they started calling him Slewfoot, which drives me crazy if I hear anybody dragging their feet. I get on my kids all the time. I say heel toe, heel toe, you know, pick up your feet. But so this ghost continued to do things like the rocking chairs would be rocking by themselves. Mm. Or one of the girls would come in. They had some daughters, and they would come in, and the dog, which was an outside dog, would be inside, but nobody in the home would actually want the dog to be inside, so they weren't sure how the dog would get in the house. Well, the boys, there was like, I don't know, three or four of them. I can't remember now how many. And so they were sleeping in, in their rooms, and there would be a picture on one wall, and the next morning... It would be on the floor in the other room. And so uh, they got to where one of the boys would sleep with a, a gun under his pillow. What good that would do, I don't really know, because I don't think you could shoot oh, a ghost. Gosh. But so they would end up doing that. And as he got older, the, the, the things started continuing. Well, when I was about 12 or 13, Mr. Robinson, who was very old at the time, 
And I never had him, I never seen him move hardly except to get go to the porch and sit or go to the swing and sit. So me and one of his grandsons decided we were going to look for Slewfoot one day. Well, we go to their house, and Miss Robinson takes us this closet. We think we might have been going to go up in the attic. And we open the door, and Mr. Robinson, who's about 80-something years old, is in there with a sheet on and jumps out and screams, Boo! We've never seen two kids run any faster. And and my buddy actually hits his grandma's hand with a flashlight and cuts her hand. Oh, no. But I digress. <laughs> As they grew older, now this was in our local newspaper. Did you get the link I sent you? Just a minute. Yeah, ago. I got the link, but I couldn't. I, I, haven't been, I haven't been able to get the picture up. Yeah. So as they grew older, Mr. Robinson, he passed away. Well, Mr. Robinson was still left alive. And so she began to get dementia and, and unbad health. Well, her son and his wife go there to stay. Well, one night they're in bed and they hear all these pots and pans just banging like crazy in the kitchen. And he, she says, of course, Joyce is worried. She says, James Gordon, your mother's up. Go in there and see what she's doing. Because, you know, people with dementia will just get up and wander around. Well, he went in his mother's room and she was sound asleep. She was still in the bed, hadn't moved or anything, but pots and pans had been very, very loud. And there's just story after story about that particular house. But it seems like when that family, when Miss Robinson passed away and somebody else moved in it, all those incidents stopped. It's like it was connected to their family oh. for some reason. I don't know if it was because he liked them or he was angry that they disturbed his resting place or what the deal was. But there's been articles in the newspaper. This has been a big thing around here. I mean, most people in this part of my area know about what they called Slewfoot because the way he drug his foot mm -hmm. down the hall. Now I've had some weird stuff happen. I've had, of course I don't live, but about half a mile from there and I'd be in the shower occasionally and I'd hear no one else would be home and I could have promised on a couple of different occasions somebody was saying my name two mm. or three times in a row. Maybe it's my imagination but uh, and things like one night we we're across the road and we saw some really strange things come by my window on the outside. And I was younger. I was a little scared to go home that night to sleep. But they had had incident after incident after incident with a slew foot that they came to really kind of love <laughs> and not not really to be fearful of. But they loved slew foot because he just kind of got to be a part of their life yeah. as much as anybody. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. My aunt believes there's a ghost that lives in her house. Mm. She says sometimes it opens the attic door a little bit in her home. Like, you know. Uh two or three feet, it'll open it and just leave it. So just different things like that. And Mississippi is full of ghost stories. Where is that mounts that, uh, is it, they have, uh, is it Waverly Mansion? Where they have the, the imprint of the little girl on the bed hmm. when she lays well, down? Well, may, maybe so, but I think two things that, that give Mississippi so many ghost stories, so much paranormal activity, one 
the horrific civil war battles that took place there just the sheer number of people that were killed and grotesquely maimed and injured in the civil war and then two the native american history you know where smitty and i are from north mississippi it's it's littered with indian mounds indian artifacts you know all the counties are named after Indian names, Choctaw, Chickasaw, Pontotoc. Where I grew up, Pontotoc County, there was an old mansion, and, and all the great haunted mansions have names, of course. And I love this this name, Lochinvar. Lochinvar. And Lochinvar cool. was haunted, so they say, and a good, good place for teens to hang out. But the reason it was haunted, because Civil War prisoners and soldiers would be stowed up in lock and far, right? So you can imagine the horrific scenes that took place in that house. And I believe it was Waverly. I had a friend who toured there one time, and supposedly there is a ghost of a little girl. And he said they looked in the room and the bed was perfectly made up. And so he turned around, and because the story goes that the ghost lays on the bed, and he says he, he's the kind, he's going to push things as far as he can go. <laughs> so he steps over like the rope, sits in the room, and he says he swears up and down that he saw the imprint of a little girl as it laid down, as she lay down on the bed. And he could see the sheet, I mean, the, the bedspread, you know, to where it took weight uh, of this little child. So the imprint, and he said he got up and his knees were shaking so bad he could barely walk out of the room. And that's been numerous stories about that girl yeah. here in uh, Mississippi. You know, Smitty, your story reminded me so much of the movie Poltergeist. You know, there was a, I know there was a famous weird. scene in Poltergeist where Craig T. Nelson, after he played the, the dad, he's led up to the top of a hill overlooking the town, just your idyllic, beautiful, new California neighborhood, right, that went up in the 80s. And the guy's offering him a promotion. You know, they're about to get the heck out of Dodge because they've had all these creepy things happening to them, just like Smitty talked about. They're about to get out of there, and the guy offers him promotion, everything. And he th- he's like, oh, yeah, well, well, you ask him, what what are you going to do with the graveyards and the cemeteries? He's like, we'll just move them. He's like, well, or, or, or we'll just build on top of them. He's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? He's like, it's okay. We've done it before. We just put <laughs> up new markers somewhere else, right? But we don't move the bodies. We build on top of them. <laughs> And that, that your story about Slewfoot, I feel like that's happened more times than we probably know where, you know, modern people have built on top of Native American uh, sites of importance. Oh, yeah. Burial grounds. Yes. Even Caucasian burial grounds, I mean, cemeteries, because right down the road, Next to one of the the guys' houses I was talking about, 
you could walk out in the woods and I mean it was over totally overgrown and there were some tombstones out there from you know the 1800s it was so worn out you couldn't even see the writing on the tombstones so yeah I think it probably happens pretty frequently that you know that it's not and I've known a guy that used to go metal detect and of course the Native Americans would have a lot of things like uh, what they would trade uh, whites for during that period of time and he would pick that up with his metal detector and then he'd find Indian arrowheads and all kinds of different things. We used to find a few skulls and he would just dig dig a hole and put them back in and cover them up. That's the truth. Now. He said he would find skulls and bones and different things. So I guess he got up on a burial site somewhere. So he just he just decided not to disturb it, to put it back the way it was. That's wild. Yeah, pretty interesting. But I promise, Slewfoot, these are God-fearing people, and they, they believe that Slewfoot yeah. exists. We were told this story recently, Tim and I, with somebody that we played volleyball with approached us. Somebody that I'm not even sure that he would necessarily listen to our show, to be honest. I think he is a little bit skeptical about a few of the things that we talk about on this show. But he approached us and said, man, do I have a story for you guys. Tell us, what is it? And his daughter's roommate had decided to leave their apartment. I forget the circumstances, but I want to say it had something to do with the air conditioning being out. Is that right, Tim? I think there was flooding also, and they were down there for a college football game. Yeah, and so they needed to vacate their apartment. And so this one girl got a hotel room, and so she must be in her early 20s, I would think, based on that information. But she went to this hotel in Texas and was in her bed, and she heard the water turn on in the hotel bathroom. And so she got up and went in there, and sure enough, the sink was on in her bathroom. And so she turns it off, and she goes back to her bed. And a few minutes later, the shower turns on in her bathroom. And so she walks into the bathroom, and the shower is running. And she turns it off and turns around. And as she exits the bathroom, a full-on ghost female woman is standing there maybe five feet from her just looking at her and had clearly turned been turning this water off and just looking at her so the girl obviously freaks out leaves the room goes down to the front desk and feeling kind of crazy says there's a ghost in my bedroom there's a there's a ghost i just saw a ghost in my bedroom and the people at the front desk were like oh yeah She's here all the time. We get stories of her all the time. And she was in a wedding dress. What? She was in a wedding dress. I missed that part. Hmm. I think that's part of what made the ghost stand out. Like, okay, there's there's a lady in a wedding dress. Yeah. Gosh, how did I... I'm not sure how I forgot that part. But that might... Hmm. Maybe that's connected to our other friend's story that found a wedding dress in their attic that they have no explanation for. Oh, yeah. 
And I hate to keep bringing up movies, but even they admit with the wedding dress in the attic, the situation, very Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yes. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. If I saw a ghost, I wouldn't be just standing around feeling like it was all friendly. I would be yeah. gone in about yeah. 10 seconds. I'd be in the road. Me too. So I wouldn't be like, oh, I got to see what it wants. No, no I, I'm, I'm gone. Too. I'm gone. Give me a blanket. I'm holding it over my head. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit more like Bill Murray and Ghostbusters. I, I want to have a little chat, you know, find out more about you. Yeah, you saw how that worked <laughs> out. I think he got he got ectoplasm. I think you're he full got of slimed. It. I don't think for got, one second you're slimed. talking to a ghost. You are out of there. You can be as brave as you want to on this show, but. I'm not just talking to the ghost. I'm putting the ghost I don't buy it. Li- live, like on the split screen here. <laughs> that would be pretty cool if we had an actual ghost and and prove, you know, that with without a doubt. So that would be pretty insane. So I have to I have to partially close with what I just heard recently and thought it was as great of a theory of paranormal activity as anything I've ever heard. Oh. So if you haven't, Smitty, have you checked out the new Unsolved Mysteries season on Netflix? Yes, I have. I've been watching it. Season three. Have I, you seen the Navajo Nation episode? No, I haven't. I haven't got there yet. So I won't spoil too much of it, but but they go into the Navajo Nation, which is a gigantic area. The size of West Virginia, they say, and I believe this the Navajo Nation is located in northern or northeastern Arizona. Huge place, beautiful land, but but rugged and tough land, right? Mountainous, desert, that sort of thing. And the Navajos, they of course have a police force, but they had no mechanism for dealing with calls about paranormal situations. And part of that was because of their culture, the Navajo culture, it made even talking about things like Bigfoot and UFOs taboo, right? right. But the police chief was catching so much heat for not addressing the situations, the calls when they happened, that he appointed two of the officers as Navajo Rangers to investigate the paranormal cases. And the reason he did that, one was a Navajo, but he grew up in Los Angeles. So he wasn't as in tune with the uh, traditions, uh, you know, as the rest of them, the taboo. He, he didn't succumb to the taboos. And the other was very much like that, grew up somewhere else. So he appointed these two guys, kind of like the, the Navajo Ranger X-Files, right? So Bigfoot right. calls, they took them. UFO calls, they took them. And there's so many great cases they, they go into. Uh, skinwalker calls, they took them. Not only that, but they both personally experienced skinwalkers. Ghost calls, they took them. All paranormal calls, they took them. And their theory was that whether it was Bigfoot 
or UFOs or, or any of these things, that there are other dimensions and that these dimensions, sometimes things just cross over into our dimension. It may be briefly, but, you know, it may be Bigfoot and they just slides into our dimension for a little while, right? Or UFOs just slides in from another dimension. Skinwalkers, ghosts, etc. So they believed, hey, all this paranormal activity is just residing in another dimension and sometimes things just cross over. And I thought that really explained a lot. That's very similar to what Vance Pollock was saying about their theory for yes. the brown lights and all of the uh, ghostly activity in western North Carolina was that maybe there was something about that area that was drawing energy from another dimension. Yes, and I'd actually never heard, you know, I knew that the Smokies and, and through there were the oldest mountains in the world. They're not the tallest, but geographically the reason is is because they are the oldest. So they've been through millions of more years of, of, you know, erosion and that sort of thing. Um, but they've been around for millions more years too, and so their their memories, as you were, they've got a lot more of them too. So I'd never heard anybody talk about that with with Asheville and Western North Carolina, and how that could be the source of the energies maybe from another dimension what have you but but wow that blew my mind it, it it just seemed to make a lot of sense yes well y'all i have enjoyed this halloween 2022 halloween is back i've been wanting to do a ghost stories thing for a while so it's fun it's a lot of fun cj did you have anything else to add tonight to our ghost stories I think after all of my research and hearing so many people's stories, I, I believe in ghosts. I don't think I thought I'd ever say that, but I do. I, I believe in ghosts and spirits and connections and spirits that have passed on trying to make connections to those that are still here. So yikes, there I go. I'm not going to sleep. I'm never going to a hotel ever again because I don't need to see a lady in a wedding dress. Nice. Mississippi's out. Western North Carolina's out. There's not very many places I can go anymore. Well, you know, we've discussed this before. I don't think it matters if you're religious. And, of course, Smitty is a religious expert. Or if you're not religious, we all mostly can agree that there's just something about humans, right, that obviously separates us from animals, whether you call that a soul or what have you. Most everybody recognizes there's something there, a spark, a soul, something. And none of us know, none of us know for sure exactly what's going to happen, you know, on our last day on this earth, the day we die. What happens after that? If you're religious, you might think there's heaven or hell, but you know what? If there's two paths, certainly there are some potential other paths, right? If you're not religious and you recognize that there's something in this body, that's a little bit more than the rest of the animal kingdom, then you pro do you believe too that, or you wonder what happens to that? Where does it go? And just right. like one of our favorites, C.J. Neil deGrasse Tyson said, you know what? Us and the stars, the farthest stars from our planet, 
the planets were all made of the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're all made out of stardust. Yes. Smitty, you got anything else to add or you want to take us out? Just remember, be happy, be strange, and listen to all things unexplained. Have a good night. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy birthday. Anybody remember the name of the girl in Poltergeist? No. Some of us have never seen Poltergeist. You should watch it. It's a family feel-good movie. It's about a family, anyhow. Well, who's that like? <laughs> she gets sucked into the TV. She says they're here. Hmm. Her name was Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Carol Ann. And we're still live, but I have to say, my favorite person in the whole movie, the short lady exorcist. Yep. She was good. You know, there's been a lot of weird stuff happening around that actual movie set and tragedies and all this kind of weird stuff. It's oh, yeah. very people, strange. People associated with the movie died, including Carol Ann. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure did. They, they could not use the same actress in the sequel because she died unexpectedly. I'll tell you the creepiest dude on that whole thing was that, that guy with that black, flat-brimmed hat. He looks like he weighed about 100 pounds soaking wet. He was pale <laughs> as a ghost. Yeah, he, he was creepy. Out. And you yeah. know what else? There's one scene where um, the ma- the mother is in the old pool. It's been drained or whatever, and... and um, starts giving away and starts filling up with bones, right? Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to be prop bones, but it turns out the prop people actually got real human cadavers Dang. for use in that. So when you watch the movie, you don't even realize you that's actual bones, like human bones in there. I need to go watch that again. CJ? We'll all watch it together. <laughs> it's, a view, it's a viewing party. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. We have the technology. Yes, we do. You can right. watch it live and you can record my reactions. <laughs> that would be gold. I wouldn't actually be watching. I'd be like this. Hey, should we try to summon Helen real quick? No, stop. <laughs> come on with it do it taking with the earphones off Smitty. I'm not doing it I'm not even listening if I'm not listening Helen come Helen Helen come forth Helen come forth Beetlejuice 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 there she is and good luck to you guys tonight I had my headphones off so she's coming here she comes she's probably going over to Van- Vance's though <laughs> See y'all. Bye. We're out. Good night, Carolyn. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, 
be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.